The holidays are just around the corner, and it's time to be thinking about getting those perfect gifts for family, friends, or maybe even for yourself. We have the perfect opportunity for you to take care of that shopping list and support ACB Media at the same time. It's the ACB Media Holiday Auction. Join us on Sunday, November 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Zoom or on ACB Media. You can bid on great, unique items like handmade crafts, collectibles, technology, and food including those wonderful baked goods and a whole lot more. If you want to get a jump start on things, the Sneak a Peek Appetizer Auction is also back this year on November 25th and 26th. Watch your email for more details or contact Leslie Spoon. Her email address is lesliespoon at cfl.rr.com. We'll see you Sunday, November the 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific at the ACB Media Holiday Auction. Happy bidding! Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. This is an ACB Community Call, presented by American Council of the Blind. This Unmute Presents Community Call was hosted on Tuesday, November 15th, 2022. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back. A couple announcements here at the top. We wanted to remind you that we want to make sure everyone gets their first question answered. So before you have a second question, let's get all of our first questions answered. Also, I want to make sure everyone has equal opportunity. So make sure that you uh, allow everyone the same respect that you would want in answering your own question. We also are being streamed in Clubhouse today. So we're going to give the people in Clubhouse equal opportunity, as well as the people here in Zoom. Also, I want to remind you, if you have any questions, comments, anything like that, you can go ahead and email us at unmutepresents at gmail.com. And if you have comments, questions, or uh, suggestions, any of that, that's where you would get a hold of us. So uh, welcome, welcome. And Michael, yeah, what do you so- got for us? Well, of course, you know, I got to come up with something. So the podcast is also available. If you search for Unmute Presents in your favorite podcast app, mine is Overcast. You should be able to find the call and uh, you can listen to the recording. I've been getting them published within about an hour of the recording ending, finally. And the recording is also available on ACB Community Podcast feed. I am uh, hopefully getting over. I think it's just starting, but we'll see a cold. So if I randomly go on mute, it's because I didn't want to call in people's ear. Uh, Marty, on your uh, iPhone, have you been playing with anything new lately? Oh, a couple things here and there. There actually one thing that uh, went live today, which they did talk about at the keynote when they announced the iPhone 14s, is this new satellite feature. And what it is, is if you're out somewhere, say, hiking out in the mountains and you have zero cellular 
connectivity, what happens is your phone connects to the satellite and you can either try to make a call or do a text message and it'll go up to the satellite and then it will go down to emergency services if you're in trouble, you have issues or anything like that. So today's actually the first day that it's being rolled out. So I'm sure people are going to be out there in wild, crazy places trying to test it out and see how it goes. I do believe if you do have a 14 it's going to be free for a period of time. I want to say, I think they suggested two years. Yep. I'd have to double check on that and make sure, but I'm pretty sure they said two years. Um, I don't have any idea what the cost is going to be once they actually say, all right, the two years is over, and now this is an official service. So they didn't really say any kind of cost. But if you do have an iPhone 14 and you are out and about somewhere where there's zero connectivity, it'd be interesting to see how this is going to work, what the feedback's going to be. So if you're an outdoor person, we'll see how this all goes. Do we have any hands? Looks yes, like we do. do. We have Christy. Hey, you Christy, how you doing? Christy? You're muted, Christy. And I hope you hit the got it button. Or okay. Hello. There hey, you go. Christy, yeah. how you doing? Yep. All right, how are you doing? Good, good. Good. I have one question about, has anyone had problems setting, in other words, like you set a timer using Siri, and yet the timer just goes away on you. It doesn't go off. It, it just, I've had that happen a few times. Has anyone come up against that? I've noticed there's been some sort of intermittent issues with Siri lately. I think they are working on trying to get a bug fix out in this next update, which they're talking maybe in the next week or two. Um, I had an experience the other day when I tried to set an alarm using Siri and uh, it didn't actually take. So it was a good thing that I double checked it. It said, Siri said that it took, but when I went to actually go look in the clock app and then go on the bottom to the menu bar, I believe it's the second right. icon to the right from the left side, it's alarms and it shows yeah. your alarms there. There actually was nothing set for me. So then I oh. went in and manually set it just to double check. So yeah, I know I, how to do that. I just wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, that I was, it was not my phone being stupid or something. Nope. nope. Both my husband and I had had that problem. So, no, I think that uh, there's a lot of people in uh, experiencing some intermittent issues with uh, Siri. So, okay, all right, thank you. Yep, no problem. Okay, we have one more. Okay. Okay, Jane, go ahead. Hey, Jane, how's it going? There we go. Hi. Um. So, uh, for a couple of weeks now, there's something called. Every time I plug in my phone and bring it over to my Mac, it emits this weird sound and it's something called continuity. It keeps coming up and um, I didn't. I don't know what that is because it keeps 
Thank you for showing up on my devices. So continuity is supposed to allow you to be able to share devices such as keyboard, mouse, stuff like that across multiple devices. So for example, let's say you have your computer set up and you're working on it, and then you have an iPad set up, you should be able to, in theory, and this is air quotes that I'm making for, you know, uh, visual context, uh, you should be able to just switch back and forth, you know, the keyboard to your iPad, then back to your computer again without too much issue. Uh, I'm not sure I don't use it, but I'm not sure how smooth it is, but that's what it is. You should be able to share devices. So for example, like your keyboard with both your computer and your iPad or your phone, stuff like that. And continuity also gives you the ability, and I taught Marty this the other day, to, um, to, to use your clipboard on your phone for your computer. So, for example, if you copy something to your phone, you can hit Command V on your Mac, and it will paste what you copied from your phone. And it does work vice versa, too. So you can copy on your computer and then paste on your phone. And continuity is what makes that happen. Yeah, I had no idea about this, but apparently if you are on your phone and you copy something, it actually then could paste from your computer just using CloudKit. I had no idea. I never even thought to even try that, but uh, I guess that's a thing. So that's pretty cool. If you're on a Mac and iPhone, not on Windows. Correct. That's Mac, Apple stuff. All right. So who do we got next? Well, we haven't one. I can take. This one or Chanel can check Oh, Chanel, now. do we have anybody in Clubhouse? No, we don't. Okay. Um, so everyone in Clubhouse, request to speak if you have a tech question. And here in Zoom, if you guys have questions, uh, go ahead and raise your hands and we'll work our way through everyone. So we who do we got next? Jill. All right, Jill, how you doing? Hello. Um, I just purchased um, an iPad Mini, the 6, and um, the Logitech 380 wireless um, keyboard and I was wondering where can I get a list of the keyboard commands for using voiceover with the um, keyboard because I didn't know I went on the Apple website and I see they have a keyboard their keyboard like magic keyboard so I didn't know if it's different or so yeah, there's a couple things here. So um, the best thing to do would be to go to Apple's website and go and search uh, keyboard shortcuts. Uh, there may be a few different keyboard shortcuts depending on if you're using a specific app or if you're using just the operating system in general. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the apps put their own keyboard shortcuts into their app so that you can get more function using a keyboard You know, with that particular app you just have to figure out which one which particular app that you're using uh to find out if they have added keyboard shortcuts more than just the regular stock stuff so right yeah i'm just i'm kind of just looking for like the basic like navigating the screen like going to the um you know, the dock or between apps or the app switcher and just basic stuff like that. So yeah, you could get a, they, they, Oh, go ahead, Michael. Um, if you go and you tell Siri to open voiceover settings, you can go down to, um, give me one second. If somebody go down to where it says, 
commands. And then in commands, there's a keyboard shortcuts button. And once the Logitech is paired to your phone, you can actually tap on the Logitech itself. And that will let you look for any specific custom keyboard shortcuts for that device. In addition, mm -hmm. uh, you can also do the VO key. Uh, which is typically caps lock and the letter K. And then that will put you in keyboard learn mode and you can go ahead and tap different keys to get familiar with what keys associate yes. with like the command and the option. Okay. And then like, I know, so it's not going to say VO key. What are the, there's, what are the two keys that simulate the voiceover key? They would be the control and windows key. Uh, I'm okay. sorry, com control and alt key by default. Control and alt. Okay. Yes, yep. Okay. So that's a great getting started point. And, and one last, so one oh, last thing under keyboard settings in voiceover, um, you can also set the caps lock key to be your voiceover key if you'd like. Oh, okay. So that instead of what was that? The caps lock? Yep, said? the caps lock key. Yep. Oh, okay. And so then you're just hitting one key instead of both. Okay. Yep. All yeah. Right. Oh, and then geez. if you usually do like the VO keys and then the space bar, that would activate whatever thing you're on, link or an app or whatever the case may be. Oh, okay. That's like the double tap. Yes. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. No yeah, no problem. Good luck. Good luck. If you have any other questions, questions, let us know and let us know how that keyboard works with your iPad. Okay, I will. Thanks. All right, great. Okay, you have four hands up. All right, who's next? Actually, okay. I'd like to make one quick announcement. If you guys could mute yourself so we can be cognizant of background noise, that'd be great. Thank you. Okay, oh, I'm going next? after them. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Here, I just zapped one. Okay, um, Nora. Hey, Nora, how you doing? Doing great. Hi, Montano C. Um, the reason I'm on here is because I have a, a brand new iPad. Uh -huh. I use some, use it sometimes. Uh, so right now, I somehow locked myself out of the uh, iPad because my iPad is a 15.7 or something like that. And a friend of mine gave it to me. And I have to have either a an I a touch ID or a passcode in order for me to get into it and I can't remember, cannot remember a passcode. And now I have to go to the Apple people told me I have to go to a store, an Apple store, which is way far away from me, and I have nobody that would take me there unless my parents could, but I have to wait for quite a while to do it. So you're unable to get into the iPad, uh, is what you're saying? Because yeah. of the passcode? Yeah, because I, I could not remember the passcode, and I tried. Did you set up the, the finger ID on it, or no? Yeah, I tried, but it just wasn't doing, wasn't doing right. And this happened after I updated my iPad. Uh, about a few weeks ago or something, and now the Apple company uh, wants me to go to a store in person, physically in person, which is kind of in, almost impossible for me because I have to wait for somebody to take me there. So 
Yeah, there's two things. One is if there's any possible way you can remember the password or if you use your finger to get into the iPad, once you get it open, the first thing would be to go into your settings and go in and turn off any security that you would have. So turn off the password, turn off finger ID, all of those things so that you don't have this problem moving forward. If you're unable to do that and you just cannot get into it at all, then really the only option is to take it into an Apple store. They won't do any assistance with passcodes over the phone typically. And I actually just recently helped someone with this issue and it's a huge process. They're going to, you'll go into the Apple store. If they can't help you jog your memory to get into it, then they send out some email and it comes at a random time. It could be 24 hours. It could be two weeks. It's really turns into kind of a big pain in the neck, unfortunately. So kind of note to self, if you have an issue with passwords, fingerprint, face ID, all that stuff, just turn it all off. Um, that's going to be the safest way for you to not have to worry about getting locked out of your device. But unfortunately, due to security and all that stuff, they uh, do not make it easy for you to get into it. And they do not have a way that's easy either. They're going to just, like I said, give you some random email that you're supposed to look out for probably on another device. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a real tough situation. Yeah, that's why I might not continue with Apple. Sometimes they're not understanding about people who are blind and they have to depend on public transportation. So I do want to make a comment because you mentioned that it's not just Apple that does this. If you went to Android, you would have the same situation. Anything that has a passcode or password, it is the responsibility of the end user to remember that information. And if you forget it, it's doing what it's supposed to do. And that is not let anyone into your device. So putting Apple probably wouldn't help you. uh, But of course, that's that's your choice. And their way out on this is they do give you the option to turn all of those features off so that, you know, if you can't remember passwords or if you have any other kind of issues where you have trouble getting in, that's sort of their workaround. They say, well, then you should turn this stuff off in the beginning. So, yeah, yeah I should. I should try to do that next time. And right now, I'm just going to have to wait until right now. Um, uh, I am going to call me. At 10, 10, 14 on the night before Thanksgiving, so they're going to call me on my phone about my password change. All right. Well, uh, good luck, and hopefully you'll be able to get it worked out. And thank you very much. Nothing. Thank you. Okay. Who do we have next? Okay. Oh, wait. Chanel, do we have anything in Clubhouse? Good idea. We do not. All right. Mm. Okay. Byron, you want to unmute, please? Hey, Byron, how's it going? Almost reasonable. All right. What can we do for you today? Okay. Uh, just to give a point of information, it seems that yesterday Blindshell sent out some major updates. And one of them is to the Internet Radio app, and it now works like it should on my phone and my wife's. Oh, that's so excellent. It's in the candy store. But I wanted to alert other Blindshell Classic 2 people to it in case they missed it. Right. Well, thanks for their, uh, thank, thanks for the announcement. That's great. Okay. Area code 201 ending in 406. You want to let us know who you are and, uh, and Hi, I'm, I'm Lisa G. Thank you. I'm Lisa G. Um, 
couple hey, of Lisa, things. Hey, Lisa, how you doing? Good. I was on a call and you had tried to help me. I didn't know when you said call in, would you figure it out? It was, I got hit with a storm here in South Florida, so I just had nothing like anybody else, but just been dealing with stuff. And I can't remember what it was, but nothing worked. Nothing worked. And eventually when an update came, that's what fixed it. So I think it might have been not doing the update that was causing me some issue. Um, I did want to say for passwords, I I used to do one, the space bar once, and you could do that with the old Macs, but now you have to do four. So I do it four space bars just to make it easy and nothing complicated because I know what it's like to, you know, I've had that issue too. And I have, my question is, I have old stuff. I need to move. I want to sell my condo. I need to move. And I don't know what to do with my old Apple products. So I have an old large iPad that has a crack in the screen. I have a mini iPad when it like first came out. So this is years ago. And the mini computer, it was in 2000, December of 2011. And the computer that's 2011, but I didn't do the updates. So I'm like really behind. If you give me a moment, I'll figure out what it is. Cause I can't well, you know, that's okay. We don't need to know the exact number. Uh, I would say the probably the first uh, thing I would suggest is um, you can contact Apple and see if there's any value with any of those devices at all. Um, you're getting oh, no, pretty old on some of them. They will take oh, yeah. them from you at no cost, and they'll do the responsible recycling thing if that's something that you want to do. If they're just sitting around and they're collecting dust in your drawers and really all you want to do is get rid of them, I would at least turn them into Apple, and they'll do the responsible thing and recycle them, break them down, do all that stuff. So... Or another thing you can do is you can look around and see if you have a recycling center somewhere in your area that uh, accepts electronics and they do the same thing. They'll take them and they'll recycle them responsibly by tearing them down and doing all of the, you know, correct stuff and making sure that the bad things don't get into, you know, the, uh, the system and that the things that are recyclable do. So... Those kind of would be the two suggestions I would give you if the devices aren't devices you want to keep anymore and if there's no value left in them. Okay, thank you. And can I ask you, how do you erase like an iPad? You would go, well, it depends on how old the operating system is. But what you could do is you would go into settings and then you go to general and then you'd scroll all the way down to the bottom and you'll see a couple buttons down there. One of them says reset. Once you hit that, then it's going to walk you through how to reset it to factory default settings, which is what you want to do. The other thing that you're going to have to do that's super important is make sure that you sign out of iCloud. It will not let you uh, completely wipe the device until you sign out of your iCloud account. And that's going to require your email address that you use for your iCloud as well as your password that you use for iCloud. So you'll need those two things. Oh, that's really important. And um, what about for a computer? Is it similar? Uh, computers is a little bit differently. Um, you have a Mac. Is that what your other computer is? Correct. So on the Mac, what you would want to do is you want to, hopefully it still boots up. If it does boot up, okay, what you would want to do is go to the Apple up on the top left corner, and then you'll go into system preferences, and then you'll go to accounts. And then in that accounts, you want to make sure you're on the administrative account, and that allows you to have control. What you'll do is create a new account with administrative controls. 
so that once you've created that new account, you could call it any random thing, just something generic admin or whatever, just it needs to have administrative controls. And once you have that created, then you log out of your current account that is your main account. First thing you want to do is make sure you have every single thing backed up so that you don't lose any data. And you also want to make sure, again, that you're signed out of your iCloud account. Once you have all your data backed up and you're signed out of your iCloud account, you log out of that account, and then you log into the new account that you just created. You go back to system preferences, you go into a user and accounts, and then you delete that first main account that was yours so that once you're all done, you just have one blank account on there with uh, no data. You're not signed into iCloud. It's just a blank account. Oh, okay. So, so when you said um, to log out of my account, you meant to sign out of iCloud, correct? I meant to sign out of your iCloud account, and then the reason why your account you're creating a new account so that now you have two accounts, both with administrative privileges. When you log into the new account, you'll be able to delete your old account. So all your data, all your settings, all your preferences go away. And the only thing that's on that computer now is just going to be that one blank account with nothing on there. There are other things you can do, but it's a little bit more in depth. Uh, I'm not sure I want to kind of try and explain how to do all of that easily here. Gotcha. gotcha. Thank you so much. Yep. And if you have any questions, you can email us at unmutepresents at gmail.com and we can try and assist you further if you want to do something more extreme. Okay. Unmute presents was at dot com. Unmute presents with an S on the end at gmail.com. Oh, sorry. At gmail. Okay. You broke up. Thank you. Yeah. No problem. Good luck. Thank you. All right. Anybody in Clubhouse, Chanel? There's not. All right. Who do we have next? Okay. Jewel. Go ahead and unmute. Hey, Jewel. Hey, guys. I How wanted to offer a correction. I'm doing great. Um, for the keyboard commands, the um, accessibility settings under voiceover and commands, that list of commands is not for voiceover users. I know it's under voiceover. I've talked to Apple about this. They're aware of the issue. That list is for full keyboard access. Those commands will not work with voiceover. Um, I've talked to them. They sent me to a place on the Apple support website where there is a full list of keyboard commands for voiceover. The, um, on the Apple support website, it is called use voiceover on iPad with app with an Apple external keyboard. This will work with other external keyboards also. Um, and I know it says iPad, it will work with the iPhone. There are a couple of commands on there that don't work with um, iPhones because there are features for the iPad only like split screen and mm. stuff. Um, but most of those commands on that list will work just one for the iPhone. Um, like I said, the other list is for full keyboard access, not for voiceover and they're aware of this issue. Okay. Well, awesome. Thank you very much, yeah. Jewel. Thanks, Jewel. Yep. Not a problem. All okay. Right. Herbie. Hold on, let me go raise my hand in Clubhouse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Herbie has his hand up. Go ahead, Herbie. So I just wanted to comment really quickly on the continuity because it is 
one of the reasons why I scream from the mountaintop, everybody should go Mac, because I cannot begin to tell you how useful that feature is. And now I also want to mention, I believe it does work for iPhone to iPad as well. So uh, you non-Mac users are not left out if you have those multiple devices. And if you've had bad luck with it in the past, I do want to, I feel like it works a lot better with Ventura. It's more stable. But I'll give you a great example of how I used it very effectively the other day. Um, I was putting in a new credit card into Uber, and the credit card was in a text file, so I could go on my Mac and paste the line of numbers, you know, using the your standard copy and paste, and then on the phone in the Uber app, just go to edit and go down to paste and paste it in there, just like I was using the phone, but a lot easier because you don't have to fool with app switchers and, you know, is a voiceover cursor in the right spot and is it copying everything, that whole junk. So it was a much more accurate copy and paste. And um, I've also used it like if I want to write out a really long uh, text message on WhatsApp, you know, I can write it on the computer in a text file and then just paste it or vice versa. There's times I need to, like I do a Dice World Club on WhatsApp and I need to copy scores for a text file. And so I can just copy them using the phone and, you know, paste on the computer. So that continuity with the copy and paste is a really, really useful feature. And so I just wanted to mention that, uh, you know, make sure people are aware of it and um, its full potential. And Herbie, correct me if I'm wrong, but continuity will also allow you to resume where you're browsing in Safari on either devices and or pick up calls on either devices or transfer them, correct? Okay, so good question. Transferring calls, yes, that definitely works. I have not honestly tried the Safari. Um, I'm sure it works. I just don't know how you get it. It used to be a lot easier to do because your page was in a an iCloud tab. And so I've had a little bit of, I've and so I've not tried it with uh, iOS 16 because they kind of screwed it up when they screwed up Safari on the iPhone, actually. Um, when they started moving all the tabs and bookmarks and stuff, that screwed some things up. But um, you definitely can transfer calls and it is, you've got to be patient. It's not an instantaneous thing. And I'm sure it's going to get better as time goes on. But it does work. And how you do it is uh, on your iPhone on the lock screen, you should see a FaceTime notification if you're on a call on your other device. And so you double tap and it'll transfer it. If you're on your phone and you want to switch a call to your Mac in the notifications with the VOO, interact on the FaceTime notification and there's like, it's a move to or transfer button and you VO space on that and it'll transfer the call. It does seem to throw fit if you transfer between devices multiple times. I have had Mm -hmm. it throw fit, but it does work. Perfect. One other thing I wanted to bring up really quick, Herbie, I'm not sure if you had any experience with this and actually surprisingly enough, a lot of people don't actually know about this, but in the past couple of years, they've impl- implemented uh, mouse 
features within iPhone and iPad, and it's actually pretty robust. You can change the size of the cursor, change the color, the outline. There's all kinds of crazy things you can do with it. Um, I've only actually tried it one time, and the one time I did try just to run through the settings and see how it worked, it worked really well, especially if you have a mouse that has scrolling functions. You're able to scroll through long documents or scroll through web pages maybe that have uh, lengthy data on the web page. Have you had any experiences using the uh, mouse I on have iOS? I not, but I am not a mouse user either, so it's not something I would even know how to use effectively. So, right on. All right. Well, thanks, Herbie. Appreciate it. All right, Chanel. Anything in Clubhouse? I am double checking, but it that was does that was Marty mean... who temporarily raised my hand, Chanel. Just so you know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Marty. Quick question. Yes. Um, how do you use a mouse on an iPad? So what you would do is you got to make sure you're updated to the current operating system that offer that offers that. I believe now we're probably about two-ish years into that. And then what you would do is uh, go into the system settings and then go into mouse. And then in there, there's a way to enable it. You turn it on. And once you turn it on, then there's some settings you can choose, which is like I was talking about earlier. You can choose the size of the icon. You can choose the contrast, the color. So uh, if you have low vision and you need something more contrasty, something maybe more bold with an outline, uh, there's all these little features in there that you can sort of adjust how the mouse works and what it looks like uh, in those settings. I would give it a try and let us know what kind of luck you have with it. So I assume it's a a Bluetooth mouse. Correct. Correct. Because there's not a way to plug in a non-Bluetooth right, that, mouse. That's, yeah, that's what surprised me. I hadn't thought about using... I had no idea that you could get a Bluetooth mouse for an iPad. Yeah, so, it's, it's a new feature. It's great. I, w- I would give it a try. If you can make use out of it, it's really good. And, and EG, um, since you skipped in line, I'll go ahead and answer your other question, I'm too, sorry. that you may not have. No, is, uh, um, so if you're a Mac user and an iPad user, you can also use the sidecar feature and just drag your mouse over to where the iPad would be. And then you can interact with your iPad through the mouse connected to your Mac too. Oh my God. This is amazing. Thank you. No problem. Thanks. No problem. Thanks, EG. All right. Uh, Okay. Um, Meryl. Hey, Meryl. How's it going? Hello, Cindy, Chanel, Mike, Marty, everybody. Oh my God. Okay. Um, my question is, okay, I have an Acer computer and I use JAWS and I have my iPhone SE 2020. Now on my iPhone, I always get my email notifications from Gmail, but um, on my computer, I do not. And I troubleshoot it. I try to go into notification settings or sound settings and I don't know what to do. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, let me just say one thing right out of the gate. And a lot of people forget this and that is whatever you do on your phone is going to equal on your computer. So let's say for example, you have your phone, you're out and about and you get five new emails. Mm -hmm. You look at those emails on your phone and now those emails are no longer as unread. You've read them all, you've looked at them, you've opened Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. So when you go on your computer and you open up your email app, it won't actually give you any alerts because you've already opened them on your phone. 
So my suggestion to you is if there's something you do want to see on your computer later, Mm -hmm. mark them as unread on your phone so that when you go to your computer, they'll come in and it'll go, oh, look, you have new email. You haven't read these. Oh, and it will make a sound then? Correct. Oh, okay. And can you change the sound or you just Yes, you can go into your either your phone settings or your computer settings Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you can change it to whatever suits you. Sound, no sound, whatever you want. Okay. Okay. And but also, yeah. The other thing I was going to say is don't forget it goes the other way. If you're on right. your f- computer mm-hmm. and let's say you got five new emails and there they are and you've read all of those emails, when you go to your phone, they're not going to show as new emails. They're going to show as read. You'll just see them in your list that you've done oh. something with them, but they won't be new unless Thank on your you. computer you mark them as new. Thank you. So, unread. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And also, um, Jane uh, had a um, thing in the chat. She was asking about um, Mastodon, you know, and what it was and stuff. And I know it's uh, uh, Michael DeWeese. Um, he sent a thing to the bits list about what it was, some kind of social media network, and it's supposed to be accessible, and I haven't signed up for it yet, but I just wanted to let her, you know, if you have any more information, I'm not sure. So here's what I recommend you do with Mastodon, because I don't use Mastodon. I'm not mm-hmm. going to, I'm personally, I'm not going to quit Twitter to go to Mastodon right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, things got to change a little bit more for me to actually right. make that jump. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's an amazing podcast called Double Tap Canada. And Stephen Scott and Sean Priest of that podcast did a lot of discussion about Twitter and Mastodon last week. So go check out the Double Tap podcast in your favorite podcast podcast app it's by accessible media incorporated mm-hmm. and they do talk about some accessible mastodon apps That's i even great. think on that particular episode which i think was one day last week i don't remember the day i think oh, michael Doyce was actually even on there talking oh. about it with them yep, okay. michael was on it talking about it with him all right thank you yeah no problem. one last thing mm-hmm. meryl before mm-hmm. you go yeah um some email clients on Windows and on the Mac, if you're browsing through your list of inbox messages, mm-hmm. yeah. if you have, uh, and by default, a lot of these have a preview pane enabled, that okay. will mark the message read even though you hadn't read it. So if you see oh. some inconsistencies mm-hmm. um, with messages getting marked as read and you, you're like, I didn't read that message, <laughs> look in the settings of your email client for mm-hmm. the message preview pane and disable okay. that. Thank you so much. You guys are so helpful. Thanks, Meryl. Have a great You're one. Welcome. We'll see you soon. Me too. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, still no hands in Clubhouse, Chanel? That is correct. All right. Huh? So who do we got next? You have three in Zoom. Okay. okay. Who do we got? Roberta. Go ahead and unmute. Hey, Roberta. How's it going? Hi. Um, uh, a comment and uh, a question. Um, okay. Somebody was mentioning having issues with the alarm and mm-hmm. setting an alarm. But you, if I went through a phase where I had to set an alarm, but I also then had to tell Siri to turn it on. It didn't do it both. It didn't do it automatically. Ooh, good call. Um, and I am um, using a 15 point whatever is the most iOS 15 because I'm for medical reasons not going to 16 at this time. But um, I remedied it by doing the, whatever the next update was in 15 dot whatever. Um, so I don't know if a reboot would help, but for me, that's what I had to do to fix that bug. Um, the other thing I had is just a quick question. Um, remind me what is the start jaws from anywhere 
default keystroke combination. Control Alt J, if I remember right. Control Alt J. J. Yep. Or okay. what I have found to be more reliable, it's a little bit more typing, but I have found if you type Windows R, this will put you in the Run dialog. So just hold your Windows key, tap the letter R, and then type JAWS, and then immediately followed by the version number that you have. So if you're running JAWS 2023, you would write JAWS 2023 and press Enter, and this always works. Control-J, I have had some issues personally with getting it to work consistently, hmm. but I believe that is the keystroke to get it to run. If that doesn't work, remember, Windows R, JAWS, immediately followed by the version number without any spaces, and then Enter will make it run. Okay, so I, so you're saying use the Windows search box to do no, that? No, I'm saying use Windows R, Windows key plus R. So hold oh. Windows key and tap R. And then right there, you're put in an edit box, even though you can't hear it. Um, gotcha. And then just type in JAWS. And then for me, like 2023, JAWS and that'll open JAWS 2023 for me. Huh? Okay. And that's, that's also helpful if you have multiple versions of JAWS on your computer yeah. and you want to switch to a different version because something works better in, in, in maybe an older version. And then lastly, remember, Control Windows Enter will open Narrator so you at least have some speech. Okay, great. Thank you. Who is next, Cindy? Okay, Dan, go ahead. You're mute, Dan. Yes, sir. Okay, well, I'll give him a sec to get unmuted. I hope you hit the got it button. Hello. Not, there you yeah, go. There we go. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Quiet phone. I'm, I'm wondering, my eyes are pretty much closed. I can't open them, but I'm trying to get the face ID to work on the, the iPhone 13 Pro. I wondered if you had any suggestions. So uh, what kind of issue are you, are you having? Are you unable to set it up or are you unable to, uh, do you know how to set it up or what, what is your issue that you're having exactly? It you want to turn it on and use it or? I mean, it just doesn't, we can't get it set up to, to, and to work. I mean, it does, it just, we've tried and tried and it'll, we'll get partway through and it just doesn't, do you use voiceover, Dan? Yes. Okay. So what I would do is I would go into face ID and passcode under settings. And I'm doing this right now as I talk. And there's a feature in there called uh, require attention. And I would disable that because then that won't look for open eyes. Okay. All right. So turn off the require attention. That, yep. that, and I'll, I'll tell you the exact wording here in a quick moment. So just stick around for a couple moments and I'll get that for you. Okay. Okay. Uh, da, da, da. We can go on it to the is. next question and we'll yeah, let's come go to the back next to uh, give that answer in here just a couple of uh, minutes. So I'm assuming nothing Chanel so far in uh, Clubhouse. That is correct. All right. All right, let's go for uh, the... Uh, you have several that, on Zoom. Go okay, ahead. Before we go to the next one, I'm going to give Dan this reminder. Um, so under Face ID and Passcode, there's a heading that says Attention, and it says Attention Heading, and then you want to turn off the first checkbox there that says Require Attention for Face ID, and that should uh, potentially help you uh, with being able to get it to work properly. Okay. Thank you very much. 
All right. Good luck to you. And thanks a lot. All right. Who do we got next? Okay. iPhone. We have more than one iPhone on here. So the iPhone, who has your hand up? You want to let us know who you are and unmute. You are muted. Yes, you are. Hello. There we go. All right. How are you? Good. My name is Kimberly C. And I'm greetings from the great state of Georgia. All right. Um, Welcome, Kimberly. Thank you. First time on and just had my first question. All right. Welcome. Uh, Thank you. I recently got a pair. I know I'm a little bit behind um, of iPod. uh, Yeah, iPod. Okay. Earbuds, iPod Pros. Yeah, it's got a pair of iPod Pros. Actually, they're AirPods, if we're going to be correct. (laughs) AirPod Pros for my birthday. And when we went to get them at the store, you know, the young guy was so excited I was getting them. So I'm like, so how do they work? And he basically told me, you know, they work with Siri. They work with voiceover. Stick them in your ear. He showed me how to double tap to on one to answer a call, double tap to disconnect the call. And basically, that's all the information he had for me. So okay. I was wondering, you know, using various apps, I have used it with Siri. I've used it with voiceover. But is there any other podcast or instructional videos or any place I can go? Is there any more, you know, yes. special shortcuts or anything I need to use? So you, you know? got the pros. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay. So this is actually really important and I'm surprised they didn't tell you this, but the feature uh, that's really popular on the pros are the transparency mode and the silent mode. And the difference between those two modes are blocking out all of the sound around you in the world. And Mm -hmm. the second mode is making it so that you can hear all of what's going on around you. So maybe if you're out on a walk and you want to listen to a podcast or you want to listen to music, but you still want to hear your surroundings, you know, so that you're safe and that you know what's going on around you, all of that stuff. So what you would do to utilize those features is you would go into settings and then you'd go to Bluetooth. And then in the list there in Bluetooth, you'll see usually by default, it'll say your name and then AirPod Pro. If you do a flick up once on that, which is going to be more, then Mm -hmm. you go into the more. And then once you're in there, you'll see there's three options. You can either do transparency mode or the silent mode, or you can actually just turn it off completely Mm -hmm. and not use either mode. If you want to save battery life, you can turn it off. That's great because I was just putting one AirPod in and having the other ear open, you know, when I walk, you know, in traffic or, you know, when I need to. I would highly recommend it like when you put them both in and then you go into transparency mode. It's definitely eye-opening in the beginning, and it sometimes is overwhelming with the amount of stuff you can actually hear around you. It utilizes the kind of the microphones and the speakers in there to sort of make everything around you come alive and so that you can hear it. And it also takes away that sort of cloggy, stuffed head feeling you get when you put the earbuds in your ears. Mm -hmm. It takes that away when you're in that mode, actually. Great. Um, but as far as like Apple podcast or is there any other instructional you know, videos or anything else I need to know about as far as like commands or that? Yeah, basically? I mean, just like anything else, if you're listening to audio, for example, oh, no. like a podcast, you do, you know, a two finger double tap to either start or stop, you know, play or pause. Uh, or if you can find the button, depending on what app you're using, you can do, you know, play or pause with a single finger double tap. If you can find that button, you can do going forward, skip 
skipping forward or skipping back, or there's a whole bunch of different things depending on which app you're using, you know, musics or uh, podcasts or anything like that. There really isn't any other features aside from the transparency type, you know, modes and stuff like that. Um, just knowing the basics will get you through all, all those things. Great. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day. Yeah, you too. Good luck. Let us know how they work for you. Yes, thank you. All right. Okay, Diane, go ahead and unmute. And I accidentally lowered your hand by accident, so I'm going to take you ahead of the next person so I don't forget you. All right. Hey, Diane, how's it going? Um, Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Oh, good. Um, The mode you were talking about where you can copy something on your iPhone and um, paste it on your iPad, is that – do you go – to a special place to set that up or you just do it? I think the only thing you really have to uh, be set up, it's not really being set up, but on your device that you have, say your iPhone or your iPad, you need to be signed into your iCloud account. And then if you have an Apple computer that's somewhat current, then you would need to be logged into your iCloud account there. It uses iCloud and CloudKit to sort of sync that data back and forth. And it really only works across Apple devices. So those are the caveats. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have I have an iPhone and an iPad. So, so okay. one last additional thing. If you go into settings, you can go into handoff, and that is part of continuity. That can help you with uh, uh, different settings that you can turn on and off that'll be handoff capable or continuity capable. Oh, okay. Great. Thanks. Yeah. Good luck. Thank you. All right. Oh, one other thing I will uh, say is there are a few third-party apps out there that sort of do a similar thing where you can have uh, a more powerful clipboard. Um, if you're looking to be able to have that feature, you'd need it on both devices. Usually, you got to pay a few bucks for it, but there's a lot of really uh, cool extra features in some of those apps that allow you to do some cool things. So, um I would recommend Yoink. That's one of them. That's a pretty cool place to start if you're looking for like a clipboard manager that has some extra features and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) All right. Who do we got next? Okay. Uh, Area code 330 ending in 975. You want to let us know who you are and unmute. Hi, this is Stephanie. (laughs) Hey, Stephanie. How you doing? Fine. What did you say the name of the podcast was? We were just talking about podcast applications. Uh, we weren't necessarily mm-hmm. talking about a specific podcast. Uh, podcast for uh, applications. So, like, uh, for example, Apple has Apple Podcasts. That's the name of the app that they use for listening to your podcasts. That comes on every Apple device. It's free, and that's what most people use out of the box. There are third-party podcast apps such as Overcast that works with VoiceOver. Uh, There's a lot of us here that use that app. It's a great app. It's simple to use, but has a lot of great functionality, and it does work with VoiceOver. So that's an option. And there's a bunch of other options out there as well. So it just really depends on what your preferences are. If you're new, I would say take a look at the Apple one that's on your device and uh, browse that a little bit and see if getting into the podcast world, listening to podcasts, which, by the way, they have podcasts of every topic ever that you can think of. Um, you just got to kind of experiment a little and see, you know, what would work for you and what your interests are. Well, I really 
really enjoy this program. I really enjoy this type of technology discussion. This actually gets turned into a podcast once we're done with it. So you can go into any podcast uh, application and you can search Unmute Presents and it should pop up for you. And you can listen to all these episodes. You guys are doing a really good job at explaining and demonstrating and... Well, thank you very much. You guys are good. <laughs> well, well, thanks. If you want to listen, then, like I said, Unmute Presents in your podcast app, and uh, you'll see it there. If you're unable to make them, then you can hear the the recorded versions of it as a podcast. So I would suggest that if you like this. All righty. Do we have any hands in Clubhouse, Chanel? No, we do not. We've had a little bit of a low participation there, and I've been looking, but no hands. Well, we appreciate your time. I'm not seeing any other hands in Zoom. No, we don't have any. And you know what, Michael? Ten off. Yes, it is. I wanted to bring up one topic if there's no hands before we go, and just kind of this is a friendly reminder as well as – Um, some good advice. I would say we're going into the holiday season around this time. A lot of people uh, are getting new devices. They're upgrading and getting new iPads, new phones, maybe even new computers, all that good stuff. I cannot express how important it is to make sure you have all of your data backed up. So documents, photos, pictures, all of that stuff. Before you, you know, get rid of your device, if you're going to get a new phone, for example, make sure you got all your stuff backed up, you know, on the cloud so that when you get your new device, it all shows up for you. And before you turn that device in, make sure that you have all your data backed up, contacts, calendar, all of that stuff. Uh, Same thing with iPad, computer, all of that, you know, just make sure you have your data backed up. Um, You know, there's external hard drives out there. There's thumb drives. Those things are all coming down in price. You do have also, if you're on uh, either Android or Apple, they have a lot of cloud solutions, which is not a physical thing. It's just uh, an app that gives you storage space that helps you make sure that you got all your stuff backed up, make sure that you got your credentials and you're logged into that and that it actually is doing its job. I don't want to see anyone lose any data, lose any pictures. A lot of that stuff is irreplaceable. So going into this holiday season, make sure you guys got all your stuff backed up. So if anyone has any questions about that, let us know, and we can try and guide you in the right direction if that is something you need some tips and tricks about. So, all right. Michael, you got anything else you want to discuss? Sure. So I'll just mention one other thing related to that, Marty, and then we'll go ahead and wrap it up today because I'm not seeing any other hands come up. Just know that you can't have too much backup. So for example, I have all my photos backed up to iCloud automatically. I also downloaded the Google Photos app and all my photos go to Google Photos as well because you never know what could happen in the future. Not saying something will happen to Apple iCloud, but it's it's definitely... uh, Good to keep yourself covered in order to make sure that uh, you don't lose any of your data. And then after you back up your devices, as was mentioned earlier, make sure if you're trading in a device to disable the Find My tool, whether that be Find My on Apple or Find My on Google. Uh, And once you've disabled this, then someone else can activate your device. So when you trade it in, uh, you won't get... uh, ding for not disabling find my on your device and remember you can tune in to the unmute presents podcast typically posted an hour or so after this call 
ACB community also has the unmute podcasts that are published in that feed. And uh, yeah, yeah, that that's pretty much all I have right now, Marty. All right. And I'll do one last roundabout quick check here. So Chanel, do we have any hands in Clubhouse at all before we go? We do not. I'm doing a final check, but we do not. All right. Thanks. And do we have any last questions or hands here? It looks like we got one. Yes, you do, Diane. Go ahead. Hey, Diane. I just wanted to say, um, you know, for people when they pick passwords, um, you know, pick something that's easy for you to remember. So because I feel really bad for that one lady, you know, she doesn't remember her password and just pick something that's really easy that you'll remember. Like, let's say someone's birthday that you don't forget, just something you don't forget so that, you know, you'll remember it so that you won't have this problem in the future. You know, because that would not be cool. I know it's definitely not. So definitely. just pick an easy password, you know, that you'll remember. And, you know, that way you shouldn't have that problem. Maybe, and also write it down if you can, just, just to be safe. All right. That's great advice. Thank you very much. We got You're one welcome. last hand yes. here. This Lisa. is going to be the last one for the day. Okay. So here we go with the last question of the okay. day. Lisa. Hi, I just wanted to know, I have tons of photos. I mean, I have like almost a hundred thousand photos. I have to go through so many of them. It's hard. Right. Um, what is there an app that has, um, that has a lot of storage? Is there a particular one that you might know of? Are you, so, photos? Oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead Michael. I was just going to say iCloud Photos or Google Photos will, will give you plenty of storage. There's also something called, uh, this is called Cloud Backup. The name of the company is called Backblaze. And basically what that is, it's a subscription-based thing. It's not that expensive. I believe it's less than 10 bucks a month. You install it on your computer, and then it automatically backs up every night all of your things. So not only your photos, but your photos, your documents, and all the stuff. It's a great insurance policy. It kind of, once you set it and forget it, so it's just doing its thing as long as your computer's powered up and it has internet connection, as well as it has uh, apps both on your phone and your computer. So that's a great option as well. Also makes a great stocking stuffer for someone who maybe is a techie person in your family who likes to take photos or do music or any of that stuff. So, How would you give him a stocking stuffer? You're getting him an app. Uh, they, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a little gift card kind of thing, or you sign them up for it and, and then you give them the, you know, you pay one year kind of for them, stuff, stuff like that. So, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Thank you. Never yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Really appreciate all of you. Yep. Yep. All right, everyone. Thanks very much for uh, coming out today. We want to remind you, if you want to get a hold of us, you can contact us at unmutepresents at gmail.com. I'd like to send a special thank you out to all the people here who are helping us out, our hosts, the crew who's streaming us and uh, um, the people who are taking care of the clubhouse today. So all of you guys, thank you very much. We appreciate all your help. And to everyone else, have a great week. Stay safe. And we'll see you this time, same place, next week. So have a great week, everybody.